Cowabunga, everybody. <laughs> Episode 17 of the Clutch Points NBA Podcast. A lot of en- energy in that Cowabunga. A lot of energy because we I am hyped. To Cowabunga. This is where we're going. This is the direction. I hope you're okay with this. Right, just I'm Tomer Zarli, your LA Clippers reporter for Clutch Points. I'm here with Ryan Ward, our Lakers reporter here at Clutch Points. And we are close to September. Close, but it feels far. Yeah, this is, around this time, we should all be dead and taking vacation and having no energy. But I've got energy today. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. I'm ready. At least one of us does. <laughs> um, uh, before we start, I just want to say uh, a little get well message to uh, head coach David Blatt, who recently was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, MS. Uh, there is no cure for it, only treatment. Um, so Terrible disease. Coach, get well. Um Hope everything goes smoothly for you through this. I'm sure it can't be easy, but... It's all about um, support, yeah. man. You get the support. Wish you the best of luck. Um, we're just going to jump into our first topic right now called Clutch Fire, where Ryan and I will discuss one of our takes from this past week's headlines. And our first one uh, is something that Ryan actually called uh, a I'm couple sorry. episodes sorry, ago. what? Ryan called this a couple I episodes ago. I called this. Okay, good. Just want to get that in there. Jeremy Twice. Lin has received or has been in talks with the Beijing Ducks, uh, Chinese basketball team. And um, Ryan Ryan thinks that Lynch should just take this offer. And I called it. I said exactly that. I said the Ducks will reach out to Jeremy Lin <laughs> with a huge, huge offer. Huge. Um, no, I just said I, I thought China would be the log- logical destination, like, He's going to make a ton of money over there. And teams will make a ton of money off of him. So if it's not working here, which obviously it's not, go to China. He'll be, he'll be a god over there. A, a Chinese he? reporter, yeah. He states that Lin and the Ducks are actually closing in on a deal. So it looks like um, after winning an NBA title, Jeremy Lin is headed to China, um, at least for the beginning of the NBA season, Yeah, uh, to find his way back possibly to the NBA. I mean, it's not... A death sentence, you know, like, I mean, Stefan Marbury went over there and became one, you know, a huge Legend. star in yeah. China. Yeah. So I think Lin might even be able to take that to another level. It's possible. And he's, it helps that he has that uh, huge fan base. People love him. People love Lin everywhere he goes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Do you think he has a future in the NBA though? Is he, is he done with the NBA? I, I kind of think so. I mean, I think, I think he'll get comfortable over there and then. You know, he'll just breathe new life into his career, you know? Realize it's not all about the NBA. It's basketball. Play by, If you still want to get paid to play basketball at a high level, go there, see what happens. If you get a call back, cool. If not, just do the best you can, I guess. But we talked about this a couple of weeks ago that they're... For Lynn, it could be... Well, I thought anyways, that it could be sort of a domino effect where once, you know, the Iguodala um, decision is made... Uh, once the Grizzlies maybe waived Dwight Howard, uh, maybe a team will then take a flyer on Lynn. But since then, uh, Iguodala has not been moved. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins has gone down with a season-ending, possibly season-ending torn ACL. Mm-hmm. Um, and there just it's, hasn't been much movement other than that. I mean, so. It's going to be like a year for him yeah. to get back. So I don't think he's coming back. But I was going to say there's a lot of notable guys in the NBA that still are without a job. And Carmelo Anthony one of Jeremy Lin's former teammates, is one of those guys. That's right. And it appears that big three superstar Gilbert Arenas thinks he should join the Lakers. What say you? Um, as an assistant coach? <laughs> as they got enough of those. bench warmer? They got enough I of mean, those. look, Melo, we've talked about this before. We have. I'm not sure Melo has a spot in the NBA today. Um. Maybe he's made the necessary changes to his game to the point where he's able to step out into the corner, uh, knock down corner threes, become that 10, 12, maybe even 15 point per game scorer off the bench that a team, a a veteran team or a playoff team might need. Um, It just depends on what he's done with his game. He's been, look, the offseason workout videos, we've all seen them in that that gray gym in whatever, New York Sky Academy, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, He's balling out, but... We've seen the NBA game is different now. It's a lot more fast-paced. There's a lot more three-pointers being well, it's jacked just like up. Like J.R. Smith, what I can't remember who said it, but said that he was the best 
street ball player ever. J.R. Smith was? Yeah. Can't remember who said that quote, but somebody said he's just unbelievable. Like some guys just flourish in those situations. And some guys yeah, can't, possible, yeah. can't do it, you know, in the NBA for an extended period of time or if they have to change their roles or whatever. But what Arena said was Melo needs to be me in a position where the last five minutes of the game he's the go to guy. So he needs to be in that position? He needs to be in that position, apparently, from Arenas' perspective. It says, if you're not the go-to guy, what what are you on the court for? Because you don't have any other skill to be used. You're a fourth-quarter, last-five-minute ISO guy. That's your skill. That's, he's kind of right. Yeah, in, but... Uh, in essence. My question is, where do you throw him in before that? Are you just... Are you saving him for the last five minutes? Is, there is no... There is no... There's no position for that in the NBA. Yeah, I was going to say there's it's no like, skill for that. They don't save that spot for people, right? That's that's unusual. It's very unusual, right? Because you've you've got LeBron James on the team. You have got Anthony Davis. You got even Kuzma who can be clutch. Alex Caruso has shown to be able to hit big buckets. <laughs> He's a beast. I'm not kidding. He did play well at the end he of last is. year. Um, um, but I just I don't know. Melo's just going to have to get lucky somehow. Shit, he might even follow Lynn to China at some point. If he gets, you know, the that urge to continue playing basketball. If Melo plays... Or big three. Well, I was going to say, if if Melo goes the entire year without getting picked up by anyone, getting a 10-day by, by a team, um, is it time for him to just look at the big three? Sort of what Joe Johnson did, where he's absolutely dominating. Set a league record with 100... I believe it was 175 points this year. Yeah. Uh, this season with the big three. It's not over, yeah. Um, well, no, they have playoffs coming up. Regular season is over. Playoffs are coming up. Oh, okay. Um it maybe it's time for Melo to take his uh, talents to the big three. Join Joe Johnson, uh, Josh Smith, Gilbert Arenas, Corey Maggette, those big guns. And Johnson and Maggette might set that trend, you know, where players just like, you know, yeah, why not? Why not give it a shot? Um, but if Melo's phone is still ringing with teams, I, it's probably keeping him. Like they might be keep saying Mello. like yeah maybe we'll we'll bring you in and maybe we'll give you a workout or whatever and that's getting him thinking like oh there's still a chance. Did you say mellow and ring in the same line? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, mellow. It's possible, but again, it just it might just be a domino effect where uh, if a team loses a forward, loses a couple of forwards, they might take a flyer on mellow. Uh, you never know. That leads us to our next segment where we step into the mind of a player, but this time we're gonna step into the mind of people in a front office, namely the Lakers. They've got, I wouldn't say a big decision to make right now, but they've been forced into a position where they need to fill a spot and he needs to be able to play decent minutes. And that's after DeMarcus Cousins gone down. So what do the Lakers do now that Cousins has left the void? Well, look, if I'm the Lakers, the first thing I'm thinking is, Yes, you need a center, but which center fits my team best? Do I need a 12-point, 10-rebound scorer like Dwight Howard? Do I need a guy like Joakim Noah who can facilitate from the high post, from the low post, uh, from the perimeter, who can defend well, decently anyways, uh, and maybe hit LeBron on a back cut, hit AD on a lob? Uh, because Dwight's not doing that. Um, I think that's the way you got to go. I think Dwight is too limited and he said I don't think he's the same player he was and I think he could potentially bring problems to the locker room if he's still I guess in that mellow mode where he still thinks he's that all-star caliber player that deserves that kind of respect um if I'm the Lakers you got to think of what problems may arise by bringing a guy in like Dwight Howard if Dwight is truly ready to take a back seat and he's fine with becoming that center off the bench or sharing minutes with McGee, fine. But I just I don't I don't see that, and I I think that the Lakers are really hesitant about that because he's been such a problem for so many teams over the last few years. Whereas Noah, you got a guy who's eager just to play a role, and I think he's fine with that. But then there's the tension with LeBron that might still be there. Um, and if it's not, if it's not a problem then I see you bring him in. I see you don't hesitate. Any yeah. of these moves are expendable moves. That's the thing. I think that's the perspective the Lakers are looking at. It Like these guys are guys that we can wave, we can get rid of and bring in another guy if, if another opportunity arises. So that's why I say I don't think it's a big, big deal. 
I just think it's something they need to fill before training camp begins. I think from the Lakers' perspective, they have to think about someone who's going to give them not just 20, 30, 40 games. It has to be close to 82 games. Um, you need a guy who's going to be able to play. Uh, someone who's durable, who's shown that he can take contact and play through it. And we know Dwight's not really durable anymore. Dwight's not really durable, no, but he has been... He's talented. He's talented. He's still got the talent to give you probably but, 12 and 10 uh, off the bench. What is he talented at now? At this point, what is he talented at? Uh, that remains to be seen. I'm not sure. Well, what um, was he talented at when he was at his in his prime? Defensively, he was pretty damn talented. Yeah. Three-time defensive player of the year, I believe. Yeah. Four-time, whatever it was. Um, athletically, he was amazing. Um, Eight-time all-star. But I, defensive I always teams. thought he was limited offensively. And he never did, really did much to improve that. And I think well, once I, that got exposed, his whole game, his whole game, kind of changed. So that's something the Lakers would look at in terms of what is, what can he do for? You us have now? to, you have to look at that like that. But if you want him to come in and just defend the paint, I mean, that's not bad. That's not a bad option. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I think Noah loves. just gives you more. He just gives you more. I think he's he's a, from what it seems, he seems like a good locker room guy. He's got the energy, which is completely different from Dwight. Mm-hmm. Um, He's got passing skills. Serious about winning. He's a good, uh, good guy on the floor. Like no matter what the situation is, I, I, I don't think you can go wrong with him. The only hiccup I think would be uh, if you don't trust his, his health. You know, if, if you think he's going to be injury prone, and if there's a thing with LeBron, if him and they don't see eye to eye. But I think if that was the case, I think this wouldn't even be a conversation. Another guy I could see the Lakers looking at. And, you know, being interested in this Kenneth Fareed, who I think you touched on in, during our emergency pod episode last mm-hmm. week. Uh, before he got traded to the Rockets last year, he averaged just five points and three rebounds in about 10 minutes a game. Where was he before the Brooklyn. Rockets? Brooklyn. Uh, he was the backup there. Promised a big that. role. Promised a big role and didn't really get it. Uh, he, he was traded, or I think it was waived, and then Houston signed him. And he averaged 16 points, 10 rebounds in a blocky game. It's pretty good. In uh, 30 minutes per game. Pretty, pretty. Pretty good. So that's a guy who could probably give you what the Lakers are looking for. But another a thing, game, you got to think, and 10. all these guys that we've mentioned, like we mentioned on the pod, the emergency pod, all those guys, there's a reason why they're not signed. There's a reason why they don't have a team right now. It's because they're not as dependable as they used to be, you know? So I I honestly think Dwight's, there's too much baggage with Dwight, and I think the Lakers are going to see that. And after all the crap that they've gone, they've dealt with over the past year, two years, that's the last thing they're going to want, right? I think all this stuff, all this buzz is all generated from Dwight's side. His agent trying to get, you know, trying to get it back on a championship team. Otherwise, it's going to be another, you know, team that doesn't really care, right? They're, they're rebuilding or, you know, they're not in the hunt in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I would agree with that. I just, it's tough. It's tough to see a future for some of these guys because, like you said, there's a reason they're still available. You know, rosters are full. They're not as talented towards the end of their careers. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But the Lakers have some good decisions, big decisions to make. Big, um, big decisions to make. Huge decisions. Even though I don't think it's that big. Uh, little, 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 well, kind of a little decision. AD won't play the five, so that it is big. That's, well, yeah. Yeah, but I did the receiving talk. Of, Kuzma at five. Kuzma at the five. Kuzma at five. Which I think is a little comical. I mean, Kuzma's kind of one of those guys you don't exactly know where he he plays right i mean he i think he could play a little shooting guard could play a little small forward could play a little power, power forward. forward yep center i feel is a stretch but he'd get dominated center position. in this i mean he tried a little bit last year and I, he didn't have great success he's not the greatest defender that's the problem you put in a guy where he's got to go against big bodies it's not, it's not a good idea but that's why they have to get a center they have to get another guy gotta get another big body in there We'll see what the Lakers get. They have a lot of time. Still August, so we'll see what they do with that. Well, we're going to move on to the little special segment we have here. Um, as you guys may or may not know, the 100th NFL season is coming up next month. I believe opening night or whatever it is is September 5th. Um, yeah, Thursday. And you know we've we, we've got our own podcast on the side here, our NFL podcast, Established to Pass podcast. Yeah. Expanding. That's hosted by Clutch Points' own Dylan Reagan and Blake Lovell. Dr. The Dr. Dylan Reagan. What's Blake's name? 
Okay. Huh? What's Blake's nickname? The Big B. The Big Big B. Blake L- Lovell? 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 Blake Lovell. Sorry, Blake. The Big B. The Big and B. the Doctor have their own podcast. You guys check them out, please. <laughs> uh, check them out, please. Follow follow their podcast if you're NFL fans. Um, but back to the segment. We're going to do a little fantasy, fantasy football segment, but with an NBA twist. We're going to pick our fantasy teams. We're going to give you our fantasy teams that we drafted. We did a snake draft. And we did a snake draft. And but it has NBA players only. So we have to go through a fantasy lineup of a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, uh, a kicker, and then a defense. So traditional uh standard uh fantasy team. So these are draft. basically players that we think they can can hack it in the NFL. So Maybe. At the quarterback position for Ryan, he has selected why don't you tell us? Kevin Love. Kevin Love is Ryan's quarterback. The man can throw a full court pass with a basketball. I'm sure he can do it with a football. And he's big enough to take a hit, even though he's a little fragile. Yeah, but can man, can he stand back up from that hit? A little, little fragile. And you? And who did you take with the gunslinger position? Uh, I'm going to go with Steph Curry. I think he's an Steph. underrated. Uh, he's got a, a sort of small, I think, for a quarterback. Got that but he's got leader that, quarterback quality. Though, yeah, right? yeah. I feel like he could he could lead a team through. Through any and everything, so I, yeah. I I take I take Steph as my QB. We'll replace Cam Newton. What about your first running back? Who would make your first running back? Go with former Laker, current Nick, uh, Julius Randle as Bulldog. my running back. Bulldog, right that guy there. would be a beast running out of the backfield. And I, I think I made this joke to Ryan before, but um, Julius Randle, I feel like he has like one charge or two charges per game where he just barrels oh, yeah, through he just people, barrels over people, just yeah. barrels over people. He can't, he can't help it. And that's a trait you'd want in a running back, yeah, just to run through people. Be exactly, he'd be perfect. terrific. Perfect. What about you for a running back? Uh, my first running back, I would take Eric Bledsoe, baby Braun, tiny but quick, big built, built, can drive through people, yeah. get some more yardage after contact. Eric Bledsoe's a guy I'd want on my team at running back. Yeah. I uh, see what that. about what about your second running back? Who do you? This have? one's a little shaky. Uh, I think I just got him for the wheels. Let's call him the change of pace back. Change of pace back. I like that. The lightning to the thunder. Okay. Uh, Julius and Randall. it is? Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. That spin move, those feet, the speed. He'd be all right. A little fragile, though. One hit, he might be done for the yeah, rest of his NFL career, but uh, I think he'd be fun for one carry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, the change of pace back might be a little in the receiving game, too, so... Maybe he'll whatever be the guy. Is, whatever he, however you can avoid getting hit. That's that's what's gonna. He'll be the guy here. catching, you know, the passes and then spinning off people, making them look bad, crossing <laughs> them over, juking them. The, the running back uh, can he be advised to slide like a quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? For my second running back, I'm going with a uh, similar type to Bledsoe. It's uh, Kyle Lowry, mm-hmm. another you know six foot six one, but big built, thick, can take contact, drive through guys. Mm-hmm. Um, get me some extra yardage after contact. I think I Lowry would be good. That one I didn't down. even think of. It's like a possibility. And when you said it, I was like, "Oh, yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, just that's why you got you got to look out for everything. Um, all right, on to the wide receiver game. Who are you picking with your first wide receiving pick? First wide receiver, I would take uh, De'Aaron Fox. And I think that's really, kind of the wheels thing too. I think he's he's fast. He's athletic. I think he's got good hands. I think he'd be he'd be great downfield. Is he is he gonna is he gonna um, do what he did with Team USA only try out and then sit out the rest of the thing? <laughs> Just <bail. laughs> Hopefully not, because he's on my team. <laughs> what about you? Where, where'd you go? Uh, my first wide receiver, I would go with uh, Kawhi Leonard, just because of those those mittens he has on his hands. That guy, he'd be perfect wide. Receiver. He'd be like a DeAndre Hopkins, where he's not dropping yeah. any ball, anything within reach. Kawhi's catching. I yeah. feel like you'd be tight end. Um, he's a he's a fast guy, athletic, uh, quiet athleticism. So I think Kawhi would be. Athleticism? Oh yeah, Kawhi athletic, <laughs> quietly athle- athletic. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi would be my first wide receiver. Uh, what about you? Second wide receiver? Who are you picking? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, really? Then they go with kind of a tougher, maybe not the fastest guy, but it'll interesting. Gets you some catches, and win you some games. Well, he's smart. Smart guy. Always comes up clutch. So mm-hmm. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, for my second wide receiver, I took Kevin Durant. You going length? Going length here, six eleven. Uh, again, a guy who could reach out, grab, make tough catches. Um, just, I, just a lengthy what, guy. You know what I'd love to see is these guys side by side with actual NFL receivers, and just see how much taller. Oh yeah, and their wingspan, how much longer it is. Yeah, um, 
That'd be incredible to see. That'd be that'd be, be cool, right? Yeah. Like side by sides. Yeah. So I got I got KD. So to recap so far, uh, Ryan has Kevin Love at QB with Julius Randle, Kyrie Irving as his backs, and then Jimmy Butler and De'Aaron Fox as his receivers. Uh, for me, I got Steph Curry at QB, uh, Eric Bledsoe and Kyle Lowry as my running backs, and Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard as my wide receivers. On to the tight end. Ryan, who have you picked a tight end? And let me guess, this is going to surprise everyone. <laughs> I don't think you could go with anybody but LeBron James. Here. Ah, yeah. I LeBron was going to go with LeBron. Size, but. speed, catching ability, everything. He actually played uh, high school football. I think he was a receiver, though. I don't think he was a tight end. I'm not sure what. I, that, that's probably right. He injured his wrist playing football in high school. Oh, did so, he really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with LeBron. That's yeah. smart. Yeah. Going to be in the right place at the right time. MVP caliber guy. Like kind of a Gronk type. What about you? Well, uh, I would go with his sort of student in the NBA. I guess Ben Simmons. Uh, I think he'd make a solid tight end. I could see it. Uh, LeBron like has good hands, uh, makes smart decisions, um, and he's what six ten, I believe. So big boy, big guy. Uh, yeah, I, I think Ben Simmons would make a terrific tight end on my team since LeBron is gone. I wanted LeBron. Ryan got him first, so <laughs> you know how snake drafts work. Uh, uh, and then there's flex under the flex position, which, which is, can be, be wide, wide receiver, receiver or running back or tight end. And I went with a guy who'd be perfect for both the two positions I said before, Russell Westbrook. Oh, I think Westbrook would be a good receiver, and I think he could be a good running back too. I mean, a lot. You know, the more I look at these guys, the more I'm like, damn, these guys take a couple hits, and this could be a whole another story. But I think Westbrook would be pretty good. One of those two. I agree. I agree. He can give you. He can he can be a good running back or a good wide receiver. I like that. Yeah, I think running back he would just be full speed ahead. Yeah, full speed. blown by people. Yeah. Uh, for my flex, I chose uh, a guy who will mainly play wide receiver, and that's James Harden. Flag now, flag flag. Exactly. Flag. See, James Harden is 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 good on the ball, but the the key here is being able to drop penalties and you know pass interference calls. And, he would have milked that before that PI rule came into effect this year. And holding holding calls. That, James Harden would be terrific for that. Yeah. So if I just want to gain yardage, even if he doesn't connect and you know get a first down off a catch, I'm picking James Harden. Get, mm. get, draw me a penalty. Draw me a foul. <laughs> get me those extra yardage. That's what I want. Slot guy, maybe. Um, what what about, about defense? I'm going to uh, have to go Utah Jazz. Oh, that's a good team. That's a good defensive team right there. I mean, this one is kind of hard to judge on the nfl side of things yeah i mean if we're just going to go strictly off of defense good on ball good good protection a little inside. bit of everything yeah yeah I'd say, I'd say i'd say the jazz how about you uh this might shock everyone but i'm gonna go with the la clippers no uh, way. They've, they've got length no way they've got depth they've got everything you'd want in a defense That's just like true. the jazz it's very true um so i just yeah i think it's easy you go with the clippers defense you got everything covered Chicago Bears like arguably two of the, the best five defenders in the game, probably. Three. Maybe even three. Yeah, maybe so, even three. Yeah. And then for our final position, the infamous, famous kicker that everyone loves. Crucial. Makes Absolutely or breaks your fantasy crucial. team. Crucial. I have lost games on kicking. I'm sure Ryan has as well. <laughs> it's complete bullshit. But so didn't I beat you by one point last I year? I think so on a kicking <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um so for your kicker, your final position, who are you picking? An infamous kicker. Grayson Allen. Oh. <laughs> Infamous. I mean, who's going to do it better? This was actually probably the toughest pick I had. I'm like, I couldn't figure out who, who to get to the It's kicker. because I got the better guy first. That's why. That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> okay, how about you? Grayson Allen has been kicking and tripping people since Duke days. and uh, Since the Duke days. Done that a bit, bit in the NBA, a bit in Summer League, uh, but he's toned that down because he knows that's not going to fly. Where is he now? He's not with you, Tony. He's Memphis. Memphis. He got okay. traded for Mike Conley. Right. Uh, for my kicker, I'm going to take the one and only... Karate master, Karate Draymond master. Green. Draymond Green is my kicker. Doesn't get better than that. Give me a field goal from 60 yards out. Draymond Green is knocking that right down the middle. You know what's funny is he'd be a nasty uh, uh, linebacker too. <laughs> <laughs> he would. The thing is, just I, kicking position is so rare that you got to just you got to use it when you when you find a guy like that. So yeah, set but to a recap, for flags on a kicker. <laughs> to recap, Ryan's fantasy team is. Kevin Love at QB, Julius Randle, and Kyrie Irving at running back. Jimmy Butler, De'Aaron Fox at wide receiver. His flex is Russell Westbrook. His tight end is LeBron James. He's taking the Jazz defense, and Grayson Allen is his kicker. 
On my end, my team has Steph Curry as a quarterback, Eric Bledsoe and Kyle Lowry as the running backs, Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard as the wide receivers, Ben Simmons is my tight end, James Harden is my flex wide receiver, I'm picking the Clippers defense, and I will take Draymond Green as my kicker. Whew, that was... It's mouthful. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, Do us a favor, tweet at us, let us know whose team is better, who you think is going to win if they were to go head-to-head. I think my team's obviously going to win, but maybe some of you guys. As we've all known over these uh, 17 pods that... That he's a bit delusional, this guy sitting across from me. There you go. Anything can happen. Let us know what you guys think about it. Wildcat. <laughs> but also, you got to make sure you subscribe to Establish the Pass uh, podcast. With, yes, please. With Dylan and Blake. Uh, they're on uh, Apple, They're Spotify. actually really good. Sometimes it takes a while for people to be good on podcasts. These two hit it out the park. They're good. They're right real the good. Beginning. I think they're what, three or four podcasts in right now? I think the third's coming up. Third coming up. Yeah. So, so tune uh, in for them. Uh, subscribe. Uh, again, that's Dylan Reagan and Blake Lovell. You that's can even the doctor and Big B. I think you can just even search clutch points and you, it'll yeah. come up. Yeah. Establish yeah. the pass. So three, it's gonna be three a podcasts show. for clutch points. Now look at that yeah. battle for LA clutch points NBA podcast and the establish the pass. Podcast. Doing work. Should be a lot more. Uh, we're gonna go to our clutch point of the week where I just for Ryan. Um, as you guys may know, Kobe week is coming up or Kobe Kobe Day and then Kobe's birthday, right? Kobe's birthday is August 23rd, mm-hmm. and then Kobe Day is August 24th, or 824. 824, yeah. 824. Um, so I was just thinking, Ryan, what, um, you know, do you have a, a memory of yours from Kobe that you, maybe a question you asked him or anything like that that you remember um, with Kobe that when you engaged with him or anything like that? The best one out of the whole time was his last season when I asked if he could match or if anybody else in the league could match or surpass um, his 81 points. And I didn't know what to expect from the answer because Kobe was so unpredictable when you send questions this way. He'd either totally embrace it or totally make you look like an idiot. <laughs> and as it was so nerve-wracking, ask him anything, anything. You're like, holy, he could take it one way or the other real quick. But he immediately was like, yeah, he totally thought it was possible. And I wanted to back it up with saying like, oh, who do you think? Do you think it could be KD? Do you think it could be Steph? And I think at that time, Clay just dropped that ridiculous amount. I think he had like 37 and a quarter that time or something like something that. Something like yeah. that, yeah. And I was just going to mention him too, but they cut me off after that. They're like That was the last question of the whole thing. But yeah, he was he was really open about it and he embraced the possibilities that basically anything can happen. Well, I can only imagine the nerves having to ask... Uh... Dude, a legend like Kobe, a question. I was pretty nervous. And the cool thing was that after I asked it, the guy next to me, he's like, oh, that was a good question. Because it was the season where <laughs> that, that's cool. Kobe was getting every question asked and even like the same question asked different nights because people were just gassed from questions. Like they, they couldn't think of anything original anymore. Here's the audio clip from that night where Co- uh, Ryan asked Kobe that question, but it's 81 points. Is there anybody in the today that can match the surpassing one point? I think so. I think so. It's just a matter of, you know, it's, um, you have to believe that it's possible. You have to believe that it's possible. And you got to be in tip-top shape to be able to do it, too. Yeah. It's, uh, it takes a lot of energy to be able to carry that energy for the duration of the game. Ryan, do you think anyone could uh, surpass Kobe's 81 now in today's NBA with the sort of run-and-gun style we have? I don't think so. I think the only person that may be able to do it is somebody like Clay, who can just, you know, run off of screens and it's not dribbling the ball a lot and getting shots off and just just having an incredibly hot night. And Steve Kerr's like, I'm gonna let I'm gonna ride this. I'm gonna let him go. But then he's, again, Clay's coming off knee surgery. Yeah. So I'm yeah, not saying he's Clay's gonna be different, but there's a chance. He, he might not be. Clay's a guy I could see do that just because the thing is they need to be in a close game because when Clay's when Clay gets it going like that, well, even Kobe's they usually, was a close game. They were down 20 in the first half of that, right? Like and Kobe then they ended up winning by 20. To, well, I mean, yeah, I think he had like two assists in the whole game too. Oh, God. But, uh, um, yeah, he had to he had to kind of turn it on for them to, to win that game. It's just that when I've seen Clay have these light-up nights, they're usually blowing teams out. 
But mm-hmm. like I think his the game he had fourteen three pointers was against the Bulls, and that game was over by half. He even had a really hot night against the Lakers when I was there uh, covering the game. Oh, wasn't that this year? Nine, yeah. nine threes or something like that. It threes? was it was insane, and we all knew it was coming too. Like everybody, were, I was sitting in the middle, like the you know the prime seats. Yeah. Um, and he was just one three after another after another, and they just could not <laughs> stop it. And I'm like, dude. And I was sitting like two or three seats away from his dad. At that point, it's fun to watch. It's yeah. just so fun to well, watch. Well, I mean, it was like, you know, the Lakers were already done practically. They just put, you know, fork in them. They, they were they were done. Uh, we were just like, whoa. I was just wondering how how far is this going to go? Yeah, that would... I We need Clay back. Clay needs to be back in the NBA soon. Get yeah. well, Clay. But there's others. What is it? KD, maybe, if he comes back and he's the same guy. I think it might be a stretch now. But I feel like... And then Devin Booker dropped like 70. Yeah, maybe? Devin Booker is the guy who could, you know, like, even, that though was the, like even though the Suns will lose, he'll go for it was points. kind of a bad 70. The it? last 10 were just like foul to get him more shot attempts. <laughs> yeah, it it's, wasn't, like, it's like what you do in 2K yeah, or something to get more points on yeah, the board. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It wasn't um, a clean one. I think I think you could see Kevin Durant do it uh, if he maybe. comes back healthy. Um, maybe Steph, hey, you know, maybe Steph this year if you think about it. If Steph's kind of on an island with just him and D'Angelo, and he's got to start providing a little bit more offense, he's gonna have to. He's yeah. gonna have to. Not saying D'Lo can't score, because so, obviously we know D'Lo could score, but um, he's no Clay Thompson. I feel like Anthony Davis can maybe not eighty-one, but eighty-one for Davis at his position. It's it requires a lot of points, a lot of a lot, a lot of work inside, like a he lot could, of free throws. Pour it on, but like that because that's gonna be a lot of twos. It's not gonna be a lot of threes. Yeah, yeah. I think the guys that can do it. They have to do it now because I think even Kobe, I think he had 12, 12 threes in the 80 point Attempted, I think. Sure? No, he made, I think he made seven or eight threes. Seven or eight? Something th- like that, yeah. I don't know, dude. I think he might have had 12. Um, another guy I was looking at, maybe if he just catches fire, Paul George maybe because we know he can he can light it up. Yeah. I don't know about 81, but. I think that's too much for him. And coming off sh- uh, shoulder surgeries. Um yeah, so Kobe's line from that night was 28 of 46 shooting. He shot 7 of 13 from the three-point line and 18 of 20 from the free throw line. So Take notes, kids. <laughs> 18 of 20. Missed made 28 field goals, missed 18. And what did you say he had from the three-point line? 7 of 13. Why did I think 12, though? Because he had the record. He for, had the record at uh, With him and Daniel 12. Marshall, I think, yeah. for a while. Yeah, until Steph wrote that. And then um, didn't Clay break that on top of that? Yeah, or tied 14, it? 14 three-pointers against the Bulls <laughs> Those last guys year. are crazy. Hey, two assists for Kobe, though. Two assists for Kobe that night. Yeah, dropping dimes all night right there. <laughs> First quarter, second quarter. All right, now what about, this one's a little tough, but can you give us, have you had an embarrassing story involving Kobe Bryant yourself? Have you seen anything like that? It's not that tough, actually. This one's pretty easy. Really? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what year it was, to be honest with you, but... It was around Christmas time, and uh, I promised my mom she's not great with technology, so I promised I'd make a playlist for Christmas music because I was gonna fly out there like the next That's day. That's sweet. That's sweet. Yeah, and so I did this right before the game, and I didn't close the Spotify. App. You made the playlist right before the game. The yeah, Christmas Day game. Right, and I get to the arena, and everything's fine. Go through the game, everything. Go in the locker room, and Kobe scrums starting to gather and Kobe comes out and then I turn on my phone or at least get it to where it's going to record audio. And all of a sudden jingle bells starts playing about as loud as possible. No. Yeah. Yeah. And then the first guy to look at me is the PR guy at the time, John black, who uh, is about as intimidating as anybody in that room. And I'm just like, I could, I couldn't figure out how to turn it off. I, I was, cause it was, it was like background app. That was playing. Oh it was so God. loud. It's like jingle bells, and everybody turns to look at me, and I'm like, Kobe oh, included, shit. huh? Kobe included. I I couldn't see Kobe because he was he was too far into the scrum. Jeez. So I, I wouldn't be surprised because everyone looked at me, and then John Black says, "Oh, that's a fine, that's a fine. <laughs> <laughs> You've been fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like God. that's a five dollar fine or something like that. But man, I was like bright red. I was like, should I just get out of here? Should I just get out of the locker room after this? <laughs> it was so embarrassing. So uh, do, you, do you attribute that song to any bad memories now? Like whenever you hear that song, do you think about that moment? Yeah, yeah. A little pee comes out of me when I hear Jingle Bells. 
Just a little pee. Oh, God. Yeah, I'll never forget that, man. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, of course this would happen to me in the middle of the locker room. Just trying to be a good son, creating a playlist. Just doing something nice. And then, nope. How long did it take you to turn it off? Do you remember? Oh, God. Good 30 seconds. Did it feel like 30 seconds? It felt like two hours. It oh, felt wow. like everybody was looking at. It was like when you go on stage at like school or something, and everyone's doing, all eyes everybody's on you. looking at you, and you 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 just get frozen, right? <laughs> That's how it was. I was like, oh, like I'm shaking as I'm like playing with my phone, like trying to turn it off. <laughs> it's just not working. <laughs> oh god, that must be so embarrassing. Oh man, it's so bad. So a couple guys the Lakers have looked at, and uh, we touched on them briefly in the CP podcast, but Joakim Noah and Dwight Howard. Have been reportedly, uh, are two guys who have reportedly been looked at by the Lakers. They're considering. Um, I don't know which guy fits better. I think Ryan probably has a better idea of who he who he feels fits better with the Lakers. I'd say Noah, and I don't even think there's a, I don't even think there's an argument to be honest with you. Really? Yeah, I just think he's a better all around player right now. Dwight Dwight had strengths on defense and. That's about it. <laughs> and then offense on occasion. But uh, I think Noah is just good all around. And I think he's more of a team guy. And I don't think he's going to bring any any uh, drama. Oh, the main the main thing they're going to need is a guy who can give you 82 games, close to 82 games. 20 minutes give a you game. 20 to 22 minutes a night because JaVale's not going to be able to play more than 25. Yeah. Uh, AD will have to play some five. I, I just, I don't believe that he won't play any five. He'll have to at some point play some five. Possibly. Uh, in small ball lineups. But but if, if I mean, they're going to be all about um, taking care of AD in any way they possibly can this year, just so he to secure him for the future. So yeah, if I he agree. demands saying, hey, look, I I am not doing this. Then you're not. Then shit, you know, maybe they bring on three centers, you know, or two on top of uh, McGee. I could see that. I could see that. Um, um, but uh, yeah, I just think Noah's the better fit. I think. Dwight brings baggage to something that shouldn't be a baggage position. Should be some guy that's just come in ready to work, and that's it. There's no question marks. Joakim Noah would be perfect for the Clippers. I thought he'd, I thought they would look at him. Maybe they, maybe they have. Um, I thought he'd be a perfect fit. You got a guy who probably was the uh, perfect for the Lakers, Zubac. Oh, that was before Magic Johnson gave him away for free. Think about it. Like right now, you wouldn't even have that problem. Wouldn't even be an issue. That's actually crazy to think about. The position the Lakers are severely lacking in is one guy that they gave away for nothing. And the one that the Clippers are more than happy with. Jeez. Thank you, Magic. Yeah, seriously. Shout out Magic Johnson. That was a bad move, I think. I mean, I know they just they didn't want to pay him, per se, because they wanted to go all out for he all these guys. He got paid $7 million a year. Well, that's that's what I mean. I mean, they, and they paid what Boogie, what, was it 3.5? Yeah. So half what Boogie was getting. Um, yeah, but look, Zubac is young. You you covered him. He's, and he's young, got, yeah, and he's got personable. Promise. He's a great guy. Yeah. Like he's he's a good team guy, and he just wants to learn. He just wants to learn everything. He wants he wants to expand his range. I mean, he he's he's the perfect. More fit. than that, Zubac is understanding. He actually was okay with the Game of Thrones ending. He knew <laughs> he had he he saw the vision that they Still had for get Game over of Thrones. That, huh? Well, I talked to him at Summer League about this, and he was I was oh. like, dude, how terrible was Game of Thrones ending? And he was like, actually, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. He's like, I could see the, I could see the vision for it. They had to end it. Either way, people weren't going to be happy. So, yeah. And I was surprised. Like Zubats, this is a very professional answer. Very nice. He's a good dude. I always love talking to him. Um, always give you a good answer. Always spoke well. Like he was very respectful. Well, while the uh, while the Lakers are contemplating who to sign, the Clippers have or are close to making a couple of deals. So they're they've officially signed Patrick Patterson. Uh, who was waived by the or bought out, I believe, by the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, so he's he's on the team now. I think Paul George had something to do with that. Um, apparently, Paul George's wife or girlfriend and Patrick Patterson's wife or girlfriend, significant other, uh, they're really close friends. So I think Paul George had a bit of recruiting there, and the Clippers were like, "All right, let, let's bring him over." Uh, strong-minded vet. When they, there was wasn't there a little thing there for a week or so? Like he's like, "Oh, that's fake news." That yeah, he said, "Don't believe the rumors yet." Which I would thought was weird, considering uh, it was all Woj reported it. Just and seemed a like week a later signed, signed, sealed, delivered. You know, just a matter of time. Which obviously that's what it was. I don't know what was behind that, but he's here. He's part of the team now. Um, another guy the Clippers are 
closing in on a deal with is uh, a guy who the Lakers almost hired as their head coach. Yeah, who they almost closed in on a deal with too. Teron Lou. Teron Lou. have a deal in principle, but that's didn't true. Work out. Well, I told I told Magic uh, Ryan off off the uh, air. Lakers are a bit less competent than the Lakers than the Clippers, so uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to see the Clippers closing this deal very soon. Um, yeah, but yeah, the, enjoy the Clippers, that backup role there, Tyron. <laughs> the Clippers are hiring, are closing in on hiring 2016 NBA champion head coach who led LeBron James, uh, knows him very well, um, but couldn't get hired on his team. We couldn't get hired on his team. No, couldn't. Lakers couldn't add a few million there, and that's that still weird to me. That whole situation is still weird. Lou got his coaching start with the. Boston Celtics back in the, I think 2008 it was, something like that, 2008 or 9. Uh, Doc Rivers brought him on, created the spot for him. That full staff of like guys that went on to become coach, coaches, right? What, Thibodeau and... Um, yeah, Tibbs and oh, who's the other guy? Somebody else, wasn't there? Alvin Gentry, maybe? No, no, it was, he was on the Clippers staff. Huh. I know we're forgetting somebody, though. I think Ty Lue's on that staff. No, he was. I'm just saying like there was more than one that became a success after he left. But yeah, Lou, Lou got to start with with Doc Rivers, and so they'll be reuniting now. Uh, Lou was an assistant on the Clippers too back in twenty, I believe it was twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen, um, before he left to become an assistant with the Cavs and then eventually became head coach. Um, surprised to see Lou take that job? Not really, because I think he was just going for a job at this point, and they're a contender, and he's familiar with Doc. Why and he not? knows LeBron's weaknesses. Yeah, and I, what other kind of way to slap the Lakers in the face by <laughs> like signing with the, the rival? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a good move for him. Oh, championship coach on the team. You know, I don't know not what bad good moves have. for for coaches are anymore because it's like they're dime a dozen and they get fired quickly. Their lifespan's like what two years? I want to say right now that the Clippers have the. I want to see third, second or third longest tenured coach was Popovich. Well, Doc's one of like the few. Yeah, He's like Doc's one of like five that, that have a job and there's a lot of job security. Well, like him, Pop, obviously, right? Oh, Eric uh, Spolstra's the Brand, other guy. Brad Stevens, Spolstra. Quinn Snyder's been decent, been pretty good. Yeah, but would you be surprised to see him fired if they had he a He hasn't season? been there as long, so no. Yeah, so like those, those four then. I, I bet you there's another one we're not thinking of, but those Rick guys. Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle. There you go. Perfect. And I don't know why. I mean, he's, he's had a lot of down seasons. Yeah, but he led them to their first title in 2011. Which was that huge. was 2011. Yeah, but who was on that team? They they made it work. They, they did. They beat LeBron, that, D-Wade. 20, what has he done since then? Hey, they have Chris Stapps and Luka. Keep Dirk alive? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's about <laughs> it. Piss off Rondo? I wouldn't be surprised to see the, the Mavs contending next year, so. Get contending? Contending for a playoff spot. Okay, that's a, oh no, not, they're not title contenders. No, no, they're not title contenders. They're they're playoff contenders. They'll be a fun team to watch. I'll give you that. Another uh, another guy the Clippers are closing in on reportedly is um, Chauncey Billups. Big shot, big shot, Chauncey Billups, who will be joining Brian Seaman as the color commentator for the Clippers broadcast Brian team. Seaman, nice dude. Tomara introduced me to him at the uh, Kawhi oh, yeah, presser. That's true, that's true. He was so nice. It's rare. To see people that nice in different, this business these different days. Different organization, man, I'm telling you. Jeez. But, um, yeah, no, he'll be joining on, which uh, I believe it was two years ago that the Cavs were interested in bringing Billups on as their GM. I think it was the Pistons. Was it the Pistons? No. Uh, I think it was the Cavs. It was the Cavs. No, you, yeah, Before you, they brought Kobe Altman on. That was um, that was circulating for a while. He was doing ESPN he'll, he'll, uh, NBA Countdown. He'll get a front office job eventually. I think so too. But he was yeah. doing NBA Countdown last year, and I heard he was not coming back. So, yeah, well, um, I think this is a good pickup, either, right? Who was that? Yeah, him, him and Pierce are the two not coming yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a good pickup for them. Former Clipper suffered a, I believe it was torn ACL. It was in 2012 or 2013, one of those years. He had a good career though. Yeah, he did. He did. He had a good Clippers run. got him on the downside of his career, yeah. but he had a good run a, with the Nets. Good run with the Pistons, or not Nets, uh, Nuggets. Sorry. Uh, yeah, he he did all right for himself, and now he's people respect him, so he'll get another job. Another interesting thing I've seen is Kyle Kuzma's uh, Team USA roster spot is not secure. It seems that way. 
it might be down to Joe Harris and uh, Kuzma for that final spot, even with Fox, uh, you know, dropping out, which kind of surprised me. I thought Fox was one of those guys that was like all about just playing ball, and maybe they advised him, "Hey, look, uh, maybe you shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't do this." I hope Kuzma makes it. I just just said of selfish reasons. I want to see him play a little bit more. Um, but he <laughs> pop may value a, a three point shooter, knock down three point shooter more more than Kuzma. I, I just heard, I heard those guys are complaining about the ball. Are they really? Yeah. God. Especially the guys that can shoot, like him and Chris Middleton, uh, Harris and Middleton. Joe Harris did have a bad game uh, last game, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But um, that's not good though. Like if he has a bad game and he's still in the bubble with that guy, like what's Kuzma done? I'm just confused as to who who's gonna play guard. Do they have two guards left? It's just that's why they have a surplus of fours. They I have think. Donovan Mitchell and they have Kemba Walker. Am I missing anyone else? Marcus Smart, but he's injured. Yeah, but I think he's coming back. I just saw something uh, report. So I think he'll he'll come back, but it's just it's gonna be short, basically it's gonna be like the Boston Celtics. <laughs> yeah, be, Kemba's there. Could be another reason. Jalen Brown, and Kuzma. <laughs> Celtics yeah. guys don't want him around. No, but um, yeah, that would suck. That would suck for Kuzma. That's that's uh that's unfortunate considering how hard he's worked during the off season. But I'm acting like it's already done and it's not. So maybe he'll maybe he'll keep his roster spot. I don't know. But I just feel like I, hope so. I just feel like so many guys are dropping out, and that they have what one guy to drop now. Another dear Fox. Yeah, I think it's one. Spot. So one guy's flying back from Australia on a very sad flight by himself. Long sad flight. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, in case you guys didn't see, uh, on on, I think it was Instagram, on the Clippers' new assistant coach, they hired someone. Kawhi's good friend. Uh, Kawhi let his hair out. He's got an afro. He's, he's home. Got, he's home. He's relaxed. He's got an afro. He's and playing I, golf. I couldn't believe that's what it was. It was a golf course, yeah, right? Yeah. I didn't. I cannot picture Kawhi Leonard playing golf. Just doesn't. That's s- the issue. I can't imagine him with it with an afro. He comes. He looks like a seventies player. Wait, NBA players player are with hairstyles nowadays. They have a new one every week. I'm just surprised to see. Kuzma. It. I don't know. There you go, right there. The ice cream cone. The the, the Odell Beckham of yeah of the uh, NBA. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I was. I was like, wow, this guy really gets out and does things. Just, apparently, apparently, just doesn't seem like you have the personality. New home in San Diego. Yeah. Why not? Let loose. And last but not least, uh, Gary Payton. Uh, who is coaching the glove coaching, former Laker coaching the three-headed monsters I want to say the big three I believe that's right yeah coaching the three-headed monsters of the big three he um did a media interview the other day and just uh had some interesting things to say he said that you know for one he mentioned that what, what did he call Patrick Beverly his young fella or something like that youngster youngster, youngster. So he's he's my youngster <laughs> uh said he's been in a lot of Clipper games and he's Worked out with Pat Beverly. Tell you what, that is one of the most animated guys I've ever been around. Remember when we were in Vegas? Gary and Payton? They, yeah. It was Peyton and uh, Jason Terry having that kind of like shoot off or the shootout. Yeah, yeah. And they were throwing like $100 bills on the there ground. There was a few thousand there. Man, the shit talking that was going back and that forth was, insane. was hilarious. In case you guys, I don't know, maybe we didn't post the story, you guys didn't see it. Um, Ryan and I went to the big three uh, draft was, lottery. That was, uh, was May. No, that was the draft workout, and then the lottery was the oh, next day. Oh, it was day. the draft workout, and then the lottery was that later that night, yeah. Comp, comp, no. Tarkanian, Tarkanian Center. No, what was... What? Okay, okay, whatever. I was going to say, what was the name of the thing that we went to? The oh, big the combine? Dra- combine. There you go. God, combine. Well, I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't think of combine. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we went to the big three combine. At the end of it, uh, Gary Payton and Jason Terry were trash talking a little bit. Hilarious! It was the best part of the whole yeah. thing. They were they were saying I could be you in a three point shooting contest. I'm I'm this. I'm that. Whatever. Long story short, uh, guys whip out hundred dollar bills out of their pockets, throw them on the floor, and we we I'm telling there's 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 at Priceless. least there's at least what four thousand dollars or five thousand dollars. I don't remember. One of the guys said it was a good amount, and we were just like kind of stunned that this was going on while we were filming the whole thing too. Yeah, yeah. No, the, we were filming it. They were cool. We were filming it. It was yeah. just a loud. Just we just talked. We just talked. We just interviewed Jason Terry like ten minutes before that, and he walked over. And he was nice, really nice. Yeah, nice guy. Um, So yeah, and Jason Terry ended up winning that one um, Mm. against Gary Payton, which you don't see Gary Payton lose a lot of trash talking competitions, but he lost that one. Yeah. Um, 
Which well, is Jason fun. Terry's in shape and he's he was playing in the league, so and he's a shooter. So. And he's a shooter, yeah. Uh but yeah, do do you buy the whole uh sort of Gary Payton comparison for, for Pat Beverly? I can see it a little bit because the feisty kind of defender get in your face. Uh don't care what anybody thinks kind of deal. Yeah, I can see that. He's just loud too. Yeah. Loud and with his with his play style, with his physicality. I mean Payton's was better all around. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, no, no. Hall I'm not saying reason, you know, he's on that level, but he's got some of the same traits that make him a nuisance, just like yeah. Gary Payton yeah, he's did. Same, yeah, same kind of uh, same kind of player, I guess you'd say. It's good to see that kind of basketball continue on, even though... Yeah, it'll, it'll die out soon enough, man. You think so? I give it five years, and you won't see guys like that anymore. I no hope more not. defensive-minded guys? I hope not, but I'm just from what I've seen, just like every year, it's like you, these guys die off. It's more about resting and conserving your energy and load management. You know, it's just a different game now. That's I, why I love seeing guys like Beverly. That's why I was hoping the uh, the Lakers would go after him when he be. You know, it didn't seem like he was considering anybody but the Clippers, though, did it? Hindsight twenty twenty. It. I mean, people there were concerns. I mean, among fans, anyways, that uh, Beverly could leave for a big offer from mm-hmm. the Lakers, from the Kings, because uh, you're not only taking him. And adding him to your team, you're taking him off the Clippers, which is huge. Exactly. Um, but them retaining him and then the Lakers not getting him was uh, a big step towards their big summer. So, mm. um, yeah, it's always fun to watch Pat play. I'm, he's always got fiery answers. Yeah. Uh, he, he knows what to say. He knows, you know, he'll come in like last year. when I think when they beat the Lakers with LeBron healthy, uh, he came in and was like. Oh, was, yeah, I uh, forgot. You told me. Best that. team in L.A. Best team in L.A. Y'all yeah, motherfuckers. Didn't think we'd be the best team in LA. What did I tell you? Something like that. Just, just straight trash talking. Yeah. And the Lakers locker room was just across the hall. They what did, when he saying like, "Oh, you guys want to talk to us now? You guys want to talk to us?" Oh now? yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he claims that only seven people were at media day, which is a lie. I think it was more like fifteen, sixteen. Mm. I was one. Still, of them. there was, was like a couple hundred at the Lakers media uh, day. Yeah, I think they had him back to back. That's why it was like Clippers eleven, Lakers one p.m. So, like, a bunch of people had to oh, go yeah. over or, like, drive quick or whatever. So, yeah. in any case, um, yeah, Patrick Beverly super out there. Um, he was like, oh, now you guys want to talk to us. Now that we're the best team in L.A., you guys thought I was kidding. Jeez. And, uh, yeah, no, that was, that was hilarious. That was so funny. Um, that wraps it up for our podcast. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, as always, subscribe to on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play. Uh, leave us a comment uh, if you guys have suggestions, comments, reviews, questions, concerns. Uh, if you want to trash talk us, if you want to compliment us, I don't care. Um, give, let us know what you think about the podcast. Uh, we do care about that. Uh, let us know what you think on, on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can follow Ryan Ward at Ryan Ward LA on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. You can follow me, Tomer Zarly, at T-O-M-E-R-A-Z-A-R-L-Y on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's it. We hope you guys enjoy the show. Uh, We'll see you next week. Peace.